Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get informed. Get inspired. And get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I am your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Communications Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, my guest is Jay Jones. He is the Director of Business Relations of Benna Leaves Limited, and they're based in Columbus, Ohio. How are you doing today, Jay? I'm doing great, Bethany. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, it's still really hot, as we were just saying. The weather's <laughs> super hot here in August, but we're, we're all looking forward to the fall. Um, so uh, let's, let's dive in. Let's get to know you better. Um, I would love to hear more about your background and your experience and what kind of things you were doing professionally before getting involved in the cannabis industry. Sure. Um, you know, actually, I spent most of my adult life in the corporate world uh, through restaurants and finance. Um, you know, I was always trying to be, you know, they were always trying to put me in a box or fit me in a lane, which was something I wasn't very good at. And I found myself, you know, gravitating towards more of the philanthropy, community outreach and volunteerism everywhere I went. And, you know, I set up that through a different, a couple of different companies I worked for. Um, so that's basically what I did. Um, you know, they were standard corporate jobs, not really to get too deep into it. But you know, I was always like, hey, I'm not really satisfied doing this. Why don't we start, you know, stocking shelves at the food bank or doing some social social equity programs and things like that? Okay, right. So you were already an employee at these companies and you uh, wanted to start these new programs, corporate philanthropy philanthropy programs while you were there sort of taking on another side project is that right yeah I just wasn't satisfied I mean you know the banking industry it's not uh, not really fun to work in uh, as far as personal satisfaction I just just wasn't interested and was just always looking to do something different that that kind of 
filled that void that I wasn't getting. Yeah, I'm sure it's uh, probably a cutthroat work culture and and very regimented and not a lot of flexibility in that kind of environment, I imagine. Sure, absolutely. You know, um, you can be replaced, you know, the next day. Um, you kind of become a number win, number win. You know, companies are always looking at the bottom line. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, people are the cost of that. Mm, so not not really putting people before profits, I suppose. <laughs> Absolutely. Got it. So, yeah. So it sounds like you've got a, a bigger heart than than the banking industry can handle, <laughs> which is a good thing. That's right. nice. Right. So what is the reason you got passionate about cannabis industry and then chose to get involved? And how did that shift happen? So. You know, cannabis actually, I can credit it with saving my life. Um, you know, I remember 25 years ago uh, when I first got out of high school, I kind of just bopped around on the festival circuit, went to dead shows, things like that. And I remember being specifically, true story, being in a teepee with a guy named Magic. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> go on. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, you know, he was at what we call now a Wookiee. And uh, he was. Uh, <laughs> just telling me all the medicinal properties of, of cannabis. And uh, you're like, sure. Right. Right. (laughs) Pass it, pass it over here. I'm, you know, I'm cured. Uh, So most of my adult life uh, up until I was 38, um, I was a functioning alcoholic and addict. And, um, you know, I, I still did well at work and, you know, I showed up on time, things like that most of the time. And, uh, after I got clean, my doctor, um, because of some osteoarthritis in my knees and some other medical conditions, put me back on opioids. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my doctor had me on opioids for osteoarthritis. And uh, I actually took a leave from the financial institution I was working at. And, uh, you know, when I found myself counting down the minutes to my next Percocet, um, I knew where this was going. Yikes. Uh, yeah. Again. And, um, you know, I went into my doctor and I just said, Hey, I'm done. I'm done. I just can't do it. And he said, well, do you want me to start writing you a less powerful prescription to kind of step you down? I said, nah, I'm going cold Turkey. He said, well, it's going to be a miserable five days. So good luck with that. Mm. Uh, so I had some cannabis at home, um, obtained legally, of course. And, uh, started doing, you know, I, I honestly, when you're in the throes of withdrawal, you're thinking about a lot of things. I'm like, Hey, magic, that guy in the tent, this works for pain. So I got through my withdrawals with, with cannabis and then started using it regularly, but I didn't like smoking it. So, um, I went off the prescriptions, cold Turkey. My doctor said, this is going to be a m- miserable five days. And as I'm in withdrawal, uh, from being on it for almost a year. Uh, you know, I remembered that guy magic. I mean, it sounds corny, but I did. And the thing is, I really didn't like smoking flour. So um, I talked to my aunt and uncle who were both chefs, um, CIA grad um, and accomplished. And I said, you know, we, we can extract this, you know, stove top with coconut oil and, and, make it into some honey or, or something just more palatable mm-hmm. uh, and uh it worked and 
I went off of 11 prescription medications. Um, wow. And, you know, I went back into my doctor like six months later. And the first thing receptionist said was, you look phenomenal. And she said, what are you doing? And I said, cannabis. And she's like, good for you. And had a very honest conversation with my doctor. Wow. So I never looked back at the bank. I, you know, quit, didn't go back. And we started talking as a team. Um, You know, my aunt has rheumatoid arthritis. The medicines she were on, she was on, were going to cause blindness. Um, My uncle, his sister died of pancreatic cancer and the palliative care was such an unbelievably miserable experience for her before she lost her battle that we just kind of collectively said there has to be a, a better way and we have to get involved. And we just had that moment of, yeah, we're doing the right thing. And that's how we started. Wow. Wow. What a story. Yeah, that's great. So, so you're kind of a family owned uh, business. Is that true? We are. It's, it's a great story. Um, My aunt, my uncle and I started it and we teamed up with um, two brothers who have been a family friend for 30 plus years. Um, And, we've just built this amazing team here at Benelis um, that really believe in, in us, the two families that started this and really believe in what we're doing as a company. Awesome. Uh, so before we hop on a commercial break, uh, tell me, tell me again a little bit more about Benelis. You're, you're in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a storefront uh, and, and what's, what's your company looking like? We are processors, mm-hmm. and um, we're in Columbus, Ohio. Like you said, um, we go to market in about three weeks. We've been working on this for three years, um, and we can talk a little bit about that later. But um, we are approaching this from a little bit of difference. Uh, we're approaching this from taste first, mm. and you know, there's some great products in the market, but nothing that we've been 100% satisfied not to knock any competition because we love the other people in this industry, but we really want to stand apart with our flavor profiles. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Great. Cool. Well, we are going to jump to that commercial break I mentioned, and then we're going to come back and chat more with Jay Jones from Benna Leaves Limited. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and and we loved it. We realized we're not gonna copy what's on the radio. At the time it was all grunge that was on the radio and I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. 
Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, talking with Jay Jones from Benelieves Limited in Columbus, Ohio. Um, speaking of Ohio, um, I understand you have experience working in multiple states. You've worked in the industry in Colorado and in Michigan and now in Ohio, of course. Um, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in each of those states and what your experiences were and maybe the similarities or differences between them. Sure, absolutely. The great thing about working in those three states is it's like a slow timeline into the future from Ohio to Michigan to Colorado. You know, in Colorado, mm -hmm. no one bats an eye at the cannabis industry. I mean, I'm sure there are some people that, you know, but they're few old and news. far between. Yeah, yeah it's right. old news. <laughs> right. Get over it. Um, and, you know, Michigan with Michigan passing Prop 1 um, uh, last year, you know, they're right where Colorado was years ago. And mm -hmm. um, now Ohio, we're lagging a little bit behind. And I just think it's from lack of education um you know people really still think that cannabis is the boogeyman and the gateway drug which is just so unfounded i'm sure as you know in 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 colorado where teen use has gone down property values mm -hmm. have gone up crime has gone down you know i don't need to preach fire but you know if they could just see that the normalization of the industry and that we're all wearing suits and ties or, or, or sometimes sometimes <laughs> yes 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 if we fire. have to well i'm wearing shorts right now but I'm wearing a button down. So nice. Uh, yeah. So it's really been an unbelievable learning experience for me to bring back to the team here at Benelius just, just from working in those States and just seeing the amazing people that are really moving this industry forward for States like Ohio, that's lagging a little behind. Yeah. 
Yeah, got it. Well, we're rooting for Ohio. And of course, we were thrilled about Michigan passing. Um, and, you know, every year we just see more and more progress across the map. So, um, you know, slow but steady uh, will win the race in some cases. So, absolutely. Um, yeah, Ohio is definitely going a little slow as far as moving toward full adult use legalization there. Um, what let's talk more about some of the challenges and frustrations you're seeing there and why you think it's been such a struggle to get laws moving and get to, you know, change the hearts and minds and educate people in that state. Like what is unique about Ohio that it's, that it's resisting? Um, it's fear. Um, Ohio has been, you know, as most people know, ravaged by the opioid epidemic just decimated if you go down into the Appalachians down south it's there's zombies walking down the street and and Mm. and I'm not exaggerating when I say that so a lot of the arguments that we've heard um have been we don't need another drug here it's a gateway drug you know the the tired old tropes that you've heard time and time again okay when you know there's great people that are using cannabis as an exit drug in Michigan and in LA and aren't looking at this as an economic advantage and they aren't looking at those statistics that we're seeing in legalized states. They're not seeing it as plant medicine. They're seeing it as a drug. All right. Got it. Um, Yeah, well, NCIA did publish uh, a white paper, one of our early white papers a few years ago on the opioid crisis and how it actually does serve as an exit drug rather than a gateway drug for a lot of people that are looking to reduce or eliminate their opioid use to prevent addiction or death in a lot of cases. And for people that want to check that white paper out, the link is www.thecannabisindustry.org slash cannabis and opioids. Uh, check that one out. Um, yeah, I mean, so, so you have a personal story. So for me to ask you what your thoughts are, I can, I can almost predict what you're going to say. But yeah, let's, let's talk about, about using cannabis as an exit drug or or as a healing plant mm-hmm. uh, instead of opioids well you know it's funny because i i'm also a member of alcoholics anonymous and i go to meetings regularly and for gosh the the first year and a half that we were in this industry i was i hid what i was doing mm-hmm. um you know everyone knew i still wasn't or i wasn't at the bank anymore but no one knew exactly what i was doing um but these same people were perfectly fine um, uh, taking a benzodiazepine or something like that or a prescription because we, quote, trust our doctors. And not that we shouldn't. Um, but, you know, for me, it worked for me. And, and I didn't have the cravings and things like that that I had for opioids mm. or benzodiazepines. And what really opened my eyes was after I had done all that on my own, going up to, to first to Michigan and, and uh, walking into a dispensary called Ohm of Medicine, who, which is owned by a fellow NCIA member, Mark Passerini. And he's on our board of directors. He is. And <laughs> just seeing what they were doing with the University of Michigan in their pain study and working with Sue Sisley. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
it was just, it was like validating. And yeah, when I finally went back to my AA meeting at the, the facility where I went to rehab, uh, you know, the staff there for me for five years now. And, uh, they were asking me what I've been up to. And I finally just came clean and said, listen, we started a medical cannabis company and I got hugs. I got thank yous. I got keep, I mean, I get emotional. I tell this. Yeah. <laughs> high fives. I mean, it's so nice. awesome. You know, we were, you know, I was so they afraid. Yeah. And, and they get it. So it's stories like that and people like that, that need to be the voice uh, in a state like Ohio or Indiana or Kentucky to combat that fear. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Wow. Well, there's still a lot of work to do, but um, I think the message is getting out there uh, to people that cannabis is safer than opioids and even alcohol. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So um, switch gears here a little bit. Um, You went to our lobby days with us this year in May. It was our ninth annual lobby days. Uh, I believe we had over 300, 350 NCIA members join us uh, in in the halls of Congress this year. And and you also got to talk about your personal experience with cannabis and opioids and and the story you just shared with me and our listeners. Uh, You got to share with members of Congress and their staff. How did that go? So Lobby Days was, I would say, one of the most fulfilling uh, experiences we've had so far in the industry. Um, We had heard about it first um, at the Midwest Cannabis Caucus two years ago. Michelle Rutter with NCIA Mm -hmm. uh, had cornered me. You know, I shared my story and she's like, you have to go to Lobby Days. You have to go. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, all right. She's like, you need to share your story. And, uh, you know for the past two years, you know, obviously not having income, we just couldn't justify it. But this year we said, we got to do it. Um, and myself, Peg Hollenbach, our C- CEO and uh, Bill Williams, our director of sales all went down. Uh, we did the VIP and then and gosh, was it rewarding. It was just such a neat experience to be there with other members in the industry and lawmakers Um not in networking capacity. No one was trying to sell you anything. We were just all together as one group. Um, the involvement that you guys got with lawmakers like Katie Porter and, of course, uh, uh, Perlmutter and uh, uh, I think Charlie Crisps came to one of our events, didn't they? Yes. Oh, I think, gosh, we had like 15 members of Congress come through our events after all was said and done. It was it was fantastic showing, yeah. It, it was just great. And you know, my group, we got two people to change their votes, Joyce Beatty and um, yes. uh, Bob Gibbs in Ohio. Excellent. Excellent work. Oh, more high fives. <laughs> cool. Yes. Well, I hope to see you again next year for our 10th annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days. And any other NCIA members listening, please join us next year in D.C. And you heard from Jay himself. It was one of the most fulfilling experiences in the industry. Uh, We're going to hop and take a commercial break, but we will be right back to talk more with Jay Jones of Benelieves Limited. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. 
Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCI's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany, and we're speaking with Jay Jones of Benna Leaves Limited based in Columbus, Ohio. And we're just wrapping up our, our talk here today. Uh, thank you again for sharing your story about uh, your, your personal experience with opioids and alcohol and uh, using, using this wonderful cannabis plant to become more healthy. Um, so thanks again for sharing that. I, um, and coming to lobby days, that was, that's amazing. It's a a lot, it is, it is a big deal to go to DC and it's, you know, long days walking around the hill, but it is, I, it's a fantastic experience and I truly enjoy it. Um, it's, it's one of the best events that NCAA does throughout the year. And like you said, it's, it's not a networking event, really. I mean, it is, but, but I mean, but yeah, you're there to do something. You're there to affect change. You're there to change a couple votes, which could mean uh, the passing of something. So thank you so much. Um, And what made your company decide to join NCAA and, and how else are you enjoying your membership? So, um, you know, initially when we formed the company, we started, we just kind of Googled trade organizations and we found NCIA and just went through, poured through your website and just saw the benefit of it. And, you know, we joined because we were little guys and we're still little guys and we didn't have a voice. And I can't tell you through the events, um, how how great a resource NCIA is. You know, everyone picks up the phone if you have a question from John Din to, you know, you or, or Michelle. Um, you know, I'm friends with Aaron on Facebook now. <laughs> like, how cool is that? That's awesome. That's um, awesome. You know, if can I just give one uh, bit of advice for Lobby Days? Yeah. Um, so there's a little tram subway under the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Um, do not attempt to take that unless you're with a member of Congress. 
uh, on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, they don't so, like that, do they? No, on Tuesday, we had a former member of Congress with our team, and I forget his name. He's on the NCIA, you know, t- larger team. Okay. And we, we just hopped on this and took it. So the next day I was with my group and I was like, I know this shortcut. <laughs> and I go walking through just all confident. And, you know, these guys that, that are armed very well came just, what are you doing? You can't go in here. And I was like, what? I took it yesterday. And they're like, Congress only. And I was like, oh, sorry. So we ended up walking like um, 1.2 miles out of our way because of my little. <laughs> so sorry yes. to digress there. No, it's okay. I, I think I remember hearing about that story. Like, um, I think Kershid, who's on our board of directors, mm-hmm. also had an opportunity to take that members of Congress only train. And it makes you feel a little special. I, I personally have never uh, gotten to take the train. Um, but yeah, that's cool. What it's, and I don't know, just another side note. Um, there's these little boxes around some of the buildings that there's a plaque on them that says they're escape hatches. And these things are like no bigger than a, a small bookshelf. And you're like, what? Uh, they're, they're escape hatches or something. Right. <laughs> they're so weird. Anyway, DC is such a weird old place with a lot of weird history sure is. um <laughs> so we only have about a minute here before we have to wrap up but um yeah thanks again for coming to lobby days and and it was great to see you at the cannabis business summit last month in san jose as well and thanks for hopping on camera with me as well to give a testimonial um and then i i i hope uh people are ready to attend our industry socials in our Heartland tour this month in August, although the month is almost out. Um, but there's other events. There's the California Cannabis Business Conference, October 8th and 9th in California. And if you get your tickets before August 31st, it's early bird prices right now. It's half basically from the, the price at the door. Um, so definitely check that out at California cannabis business conference.com. Oh yes. And then our cannabis caucus event series as well continues throughout the end of the year. So uh, there's lots of opportunities, whether it's an evening networking reception or a two to three, three day full on conference to get involved in NCIA's events and meet other NCIA members and industry professionals. Um, so looking forward to all these events throughout the rest of the year as we're wrapping up our summer vacations here in August. Mm-hmm. Um, so where can people find out more about um, Benna Leaves Limited? Sure, you can go to benaleaves.com. That's B-E-N-E-L-E-A-V-E-S.com. Um, we will, pending state approval, will be up on, you know, the usual social media sites for the industry. And, um, you can always, you can always find us at, um, the Midwest Cannabis Caucus or, uh, Lobby Days next year or Seed the Sale. Nice, nice. Great. Okay. Well, Jay, thank you again for being on the show and for sharing your, your story. It's very inspiring and we're glad to have you in the industry. Thanks for your membership. And thanks to everybody who tuned in to this episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.